family, hey, we're so glad to be with you. Hey, it's a great day. And uh, hey, if you've been listening for a while, glad you're back. And yeah. if you're new, we are so happy to be with you. Um, I'm Rochelle and this is Jeff and welcome to our Deep Rooted Podcast. We're so excited about uh, today's issue. We're going to talk about an issue that's been around for a long time, of course, but there seems to be a resurgence uh, of this issue in the past, I don't know, maybe a couple years. And we're going to talk about why that is. The issue we're going to talk about is uh, women in ministry. So you are a no, woman in ministry. <laughs> Honestly, I will say I, I kind of thought it was a an issue maybe that was kind of maybe put to bed, uh, but recently there's there's been some things, and I want to talk to you about that. Obviously, I don't have a whole lot to bring to the table. And um, tell us about your experience. Yeah, I'm being a woman. just so just so you're clear, you set at ease. I'm not going to be adding a whole lot to this conversation, but. I, oh I, no! I think everybody can speak to this, but I, yeah. I, I guess I do have some personal you, experience. You do so. have some personal experience, and so uh, right off the bat, I want to ask you: Why do you think that this has happened? Why is there this resurgence? Um, well, maybe I should define what we're really talking about. So, yeah. uh, you know, here's the deal. Um, I guess probably since the beginning of time, you know, uh, what are the roles of genders, and how does that, you know, fit in with 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 scripture what does scripture say about it not how can we fit our view in that's that's but what does the bible say uh, men and women are different which is a great thing and not just biologically no of course god created each um each gender which there are two um men and women to uniquely image god Mm. and um that flows over even into ministry um and there is just kind of this resurgence, maybe recently in the last several years, probably because of a famous, uh, I guess, spat between two Bible teachers. You have uh, a man who told a woman preacher to go home and mm, that she wow. didn't belong in the pulpit. And so um, either way, you know, wherever you fall on the issue of this, uh, I can just say right there. Whatever we have as a, um, an opinion or, or, mm. or things like that, we should always be doing this in love. All so the time. telling somebody to go home, I'm not sure has any love uh, bearing on there. Um, but second of all, we need to go to what does the Bible say? That is 100 mm. percent needs to be the foundation of everything we do. Okay, oh so everything we believe and what we do flows out of what we believe. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. What does the Bible say about women in ministry? Mm-hmm. And the reason it's a resurgence of an issue is because it's been in the spotlight in Christian culture. But I think this has probably been an underlying thing, oh, um, you know, for a long time. So. And so um, I think you say that is really key is we image God differently. But I think it comes back to that is that we are image bearers. And so it, whether it be over this issue or any other issue, we have to treat people we agree with or disagree with as an image bearer, if they're followers of Christ, uh, but actually, I'll say this: we're all created in God's image. Everyone, we're all image every bearers. human. So every human. we disagree with someone. We man, we should do that with honor, knowing that you want to respect the image of God in that person. Yeah. So that is a big thing, right there. Absolutely, and but I don't want people to hear that and say, "Well, then you don't really get an opinion, or you can't really be passionate." <laughs> right, like, right. Because I want to honor somebody. No, I being honest, but. 
speaking the truth in love, like being grace filled, yeah, but still speaking the truth. That doesn't mean you can't have an opinion. No. I, um, exactly. So that said, uh, what does the Bible say? So, yeah. What does I mean, it? Because I mean, I think we could talk about you know having opinions and things like that, but we need to go to what the scriptures say. Uh, I'm just going to tell you 100% when you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you will see women honored by God <laughs> just as 100%. men. I'm not, yes. I'm not, that's not a knock when I say one and not the other, but we're specifically talking about women here. Yeah. Um, God speaks life into women and uses mm -hmm. women in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, women are used to further God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, and I specifically think about how Jesus interacted with women. Yeah. I love, I'm like, I, I love studying that because I think there's something really powerful. You know, people have claimed, I went to a secular university. I got my degree in English. So I read a wide variety of literature and it painted Jesus out to be like a misogynist mm. and all this kind of stuff. I'm thinking, you're not reading the Bible. No. Yeah. Jesus invited women to learn from him into Bible study within that culture. Women were not even allowed to, to attend classes to learn about the Torah. So, um, you know, I just think, wow, what value Jesus put on, on women. The first people that Jesus showed himself to as a resurrected God was a woman. I yeah. mean, so, um, you know, the <laughs> women didn't forsake Jesus on the cross. I mean, they were standing there. I mean, John, his, his disciple that he loved right. was there as well. And, you know, so, I mean, women and men, you know, standing up for Jesus. But, and you could go on oh, and you could so much think you about tell. how the Apostle Paul surrounded himself with many people and many of which, if you read his letters, were women. Oh yeah, he's commending women all the time. All like, the time. I wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for you know. And, you know, do you think? Yeah, and like people think Paul was a misogynist. Oh my. I'm like, I don't know what Bible you're reading. Like he's yeah. commending women. He's talking about how they were useful to help in ministry and and things like that. So. So the bottom line is, we know this just from reading scripture. They had a not just a place. Yeah. The very important place. And I in think scripture. it's so important to remember the context too that we're reading. When you're reading the Bible, when you're studying the Bible, you have to know the historical background. Mm. If you don't, you, some of the things that you read won't make sense. That's why <laughs> it's so important when you're reading scripture to not just read one verse and go, I know exactly what it means. You know, I, I would challenge you on that. Maybe Jesus wept. You could really gather through, yeah. you know. But even that, you would need to know the context. Yeah. Why was he weeping? His friend Lazarus was was yeah. dead. It shows you his, his love for people. So any scripture you read, you've got to understand the context. What was happening? And especially with Paul's letters, which is oh, what a yeah. lot of people point to and mm -hmm. say, look, women are to be silent in the church. Yeah whoa, hold on, back up. Like, really? Do you really mean that? Like, do you really think women should be silent? Because I see a lot of women not being silent, raising up young warriors in the nursery. You know, do we want them to be silent? No, we really not don't. So let's, yeah. let's, really, let's really go to what was happening there. Paul was addressing a specific church with a specific problem. Yep. He wasn't offering a prescription for the church worldwide global. You got to know that. Yeah. And if and if you don't understand that, you'll take even other scriptures mm 
Mm-hmm. And they'll think, okay, so is Paul saying this to us? We got to understand the situation. It doesn't mean it's not inspired. Doesn't mean that it's yeah. the, that it's like wrong. It means we have to understand context, just like we have to understand the whole Bible when we're reading it. And when we understand the context, the Bible is going to have more meaning, not less. You know, it's it's just going to pop in ways that we're just. I mean, that would shock us. I think about you know if we did this with other scriptures because like. Yeah. This is the main scripture that people yeah. use. They yeah. say women should be silent. If we did that, we would have people walking around that would have no hands, mm-hmm. no eyes, I mean, no limbs, right. because Jesus said, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. We would have a bunch of blind people rocking around. <laughs> yeah. Because have you ever sinned with your eye? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever sinned with your hand? You know, like, so thrown something in anger, you know, or something, you'd have to cut it off. So you got to understand the context. What is Jesus yeah. saying? He's saying, you know, submit your whole body to him. You know, he's saying, don't, you know, make it, be holy like I am holy. He's mm-hmm. not telling you to literally gouge your eyes out. Right. Eye out so. so, so context is huge. Share with us maybe some, some personal experience. A woman in ministry, what are some personal experiences uh, that Do we had. have enough time? No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. Uh, you know, overall, um, I guess I should just share really briefly with our listeners, kind of, um, just really briefly, like ministry, what happened. So I was in college, had given my life completely to mm. Jesus, and I was on a missions trip to Italy, and I really felt that God was saying, "I'm calling you into ministry." Um, I was on a plan and track to be a middle school English teacher, and I felt God change that direction in my life. And so upon leaving college, I went into full-time ministry, and here we are like 16, 17 years later, I've been in full-time ministry. Um, And so I've had lots of experiences. Um, You know, most people are excited to hear from a a, a woman at times. You know, like I think, I mean, our church family, Oh, I man. love them. Just They're just so wonderful. Great. Anytime I preach or do things, yeah. I feel so honored. Like, I feel valued. I feel that people are like, you know, I'm excited to hear yeah. what she has to say. So that's, you know, that's part of my experience. I feel honored. Yeah. I feel valued. Um, you know, I had opportunities in Kansas City when we lived there to start ministries and to speak and um, I always felt honored and valued, mm-hmm. but there have been moments when I can see that somebody's completely overlooking me. You know, yeah. um, you know, they're just like, "Well, where's the real pastor? <laughs> Let me go get him." You know, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think for my responsibility there is though to have grace. No, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah. like, okay, maybe they've been taught something that's not correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, like not correct. And so they're just acting on that incorrect teaching. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I just want to have grace with people. Love yeah. them through that. Maybe show them that, hey, you know, like I, I've been called yeah. to ministry too, you know, just by my life. Um, That's good. So, you know, I don't think it's good to like berate people like, you didn't treat me right. I'm going to stand up for my rights. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we're not understanding the gospel because oh, the whole man. gospel is about laying down our rights. Giving up our rights. And yeah, that's good. becoming a servant. And so, 
Um, but that doesn't mean I just say, oh, well, whatever. Right. But, it, you know, it's like loving people into, mm-hmm. you know, hey, have you thought about this? You know, um, I just think even with my life, I want to mm. model who Jesus is. But I, I think about um, particularly I'm at the end of the month, I'm actually going to be finishing my um, a process that I started several years ago. I'll be mm-hmm. ordained um, at the end of April of what year are we? 2021. I don't yes. know. Yeah. And um, so I started this process several years ago. So in one of the interviews um, within our movement, which the Assemblies of God is, I mean, historically been pro-women. Oh, I, yeah. mean, when, I mean, if you look at the beginning of our movement, women played they such an, I mean, played an incredible <laughs> just, yeah. role. And they continue still to. I mean, oh, I think, goodness, you know, yes. um, there's so many strong women mm-hmm. ministers and stuff. So, um, but in one of my ordination uh, interviews, I, there's a, a person that said, asked me a question. They said, how did you overcome being a woman? And, mm. you know, it kind of took me off guard. I thought, I didn't know that being a woman was something that I needed to overcome. And I just want to say to any women who are watching or listening, yeah. uh, any men who have you know strong women in their homes and in their lives, let me just tell you, being a woman is nothing that you need to overcome. That's good. It's something that you need to embrace. Yeah. Uh, Jesus created women. God created women to, to, to image him in a different way. Uh, unique talents. Yeah. Unique perspectives. You know, and I think we should honor women mm-hmm. just like we honor men i think mm-hmm. we should honor men i you know i'm fearful in our culture that we swing the pendulum so much and so women have had you know been yeah. times where they've been mistreated but in our effort to honor women let's not degrade men that's that's such a good point and a, I, I just think good. we have to remember that every person is uniquely created hmm. in the image of God with incredibly unique gifts and talents. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to despise a woman who does it differently than me. I want to say, great, good. let me celebrate yeah. your differences. I don't want to despise men who do, who, who do it differently. I want to celebrate that. So. Yeah, that's good. What I hear from you just does a lot of your words filled with grace. And that's in this conversation, I think that's missing is grace-filled yeah. words. Whether you believe wholeheartedly women in ministry, maybe you're, you're saying, I, I don't know, or maybe I, I don't. Either way, we need to be grace-filled toward one another. Um, yeah, and I think huge. just being able to say, I can learn something from anybody. Yeah. I just, I, I remain teachable. I, mm-hmm. I, even in really tough things, I can learn from somebody. Yeah. So yeah. even in maybe, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with it. Yeah. Be teachable. Just say, God, you can, you know what? He can use a donkey to speak. (laughs) He can use anybody. (laughs) Well, I want to say, I think I do have this to offer. And I will say, we are better, whether it be uh, as a movement or whatever, because of the influence of godly women. I'm the better for godly women, for you as a godly woman in my life. Raising three girls to be godly women, <laughs> so I want them. Have some, <laughs> I tell you what, yeah. you know what? I don't want to. Uh, I don't want them to be less um, strong-willed. I want them to be confident in who God created them to be, yes. and just know God's gifted yes. them. Yes. They don't have to overcome who God created them to be. Just like you they said, they need to embrace it. They need, they to, need embrace to embrace it. who God has created them yeah. to be, and grow, grow, grow in the Lord. And when we work in yes. who God's created us to be. 
it's dynamic. Yes. It's awesome. So, hey, uh, we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us today. If this has you know helped you in any way, hit share, whether it be Facebook or YouTube, uh, rate and review on Apple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time on the Deep Rooted Podcast. Thank you.